Sorry, let me just clear my throat. Are you are you cleared? Yep. Are we recording? We've been recording for quite a while now. How's your day going there? My day? Yeah. My day's going quite well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my days have been busy for the last few days. And then the business really ramps up when you're hungover at the start of the week. It really affects the week. Like, How do you mean? What business? No, the busyness. I feel like jobs and, and tasks just stack up a little bit more. The dam fills a little quicker, you know. Your friends and family right. always give you a lot of stuff to do. I they ask for everybody a asks a lot of me. They do. They're anyone they do. For once I will <laughs> not not put you down. Like they genuinely do ask a lot of you. Yeah, I don't know why either because I'm not good at anything. But uh yeah, my family used to call me Donkey Boy. But now I feel like it's Donkey Boy is kind of gets rented out to a lot of people as well. It's not just my immediate family, you know. When did I start calling you that? I'd say I was around seven or eight, maybe. You're just super helpful. And I was just asked to do things. Do you, do I you used to do them. Do you enjoy helping people? Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy helping people. But I'd prefer if I didn't have to help people. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if people did things of their own volition. But I do enjoy helping people. I'm always the first person to say, yeah, no bother. Mm -hmm. I'll drive to Dublin to collect you. Do you ever say, yeah, when you want to say no? Yes. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. You say yes. Two or three times a week, yeah. You say yes when you want to say yeah. no. Yeah. And why don't you just say Knowing no? full well. I don't know. Just bring out it's that. It's not in me, like. Bring out that inner two-year-old and say no. No. You know when toddlers learn to say no? And they're right, like, no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, I'm not brushing my teeth. Just. Um, yeah. I don't know. My, I feel like the tasks I have to do before and after work every day, nobody else has to do those things. Frequently, you're like, I oh, I have to go now and do this. Yeah. Like, on the weekly. Yeah. Like, it'd be different if you had, like, six kids or something. 100%. <clears throat> be but different if I had any kids or a dog yeah, or a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had anything. But you don't, like, so it's no. just... It's just, it's just uh, doing things for people who do have all those things. You see, you, you've set the boundaries now, you know? And the boundaries are really far out. But you've got to start saying no. How like, often do you hear me saying yes to people immediately? Never. I've never seen you help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's a reason. There's a good reason for that. So, you know, I've set my life up the way I want my life to be, you know? It's very fair. Yeah. And, like, Fanula asked me to do things. But, like, I make a huge deal out of it. So when, they, when it asks, you know, it's just got to be... Yeah. There's a the, the limit then is high like the thing with me though is I feel like I do all these different things right mm -hmm. all these different random tasks, but then people always it's just never enough you know. But I I don't know anyone else who this happens to is the thing I know plenty of very useful people yeah but I just don't know anyone else who gets to ask to do this much stuff. Neither do I. For people, I get the familial thing like obviously helping your yeah. family, but you just have like it's everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone. I know one of our mutual friends, a very cranky old man, yes. has routinely told you to say no to people. Yeah, it, that's actually one of the big work on points he has for me. And he tells you to say no to him. Yeah. As cranky as he is. <laughs> as an angry as he is on the regular, you know. Mm. But he just, it's just hard for you to say no, is it? It's just very difficult, yeah. Does Africa ever... It's just the way it is. Does she ever get annoyed that you're always doing things for people? She hates a lot of things about me, mm -hmm. but that's definitely up there. And, you, and you're, you just never seem to do things for her. I'm always doing things for yeah, her. That's what I'm joking here. Uh, constant. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is it because I do so many different things? Yeah. I don't know. Is it because I know so many different people? 
but I'm just constantly doing things. Your uh, your family's very good for interacting with each other. Yes, you're very, very good for close. Yeah, doing regular stuff like with your extended family, like yeah. your uncles and your cousins. You're all very good at uh, organizing events. Yeah, which is uh, something to be cherished, I'm sure. So one of our um, one of our mutual friends, Teddy, mm-hmm. has coined a phrase because obviously me and Teddy owned the gym together and we worked very closely together for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he coined a phrase for it as calling it Fitzfest. Fitzfest. That's a good <laughs> word for it. Fitzfest. Because you'd be having another Fitzfest weekend, you know, like Hellfest. With yeah. the big metal concert, but yes. it's like for Fitz people. Just all Fitzgerald. You're great for doing it, yeah. Yeah. Who, is there an instigator in that? Is there someone who's like a real ringleader? No, I wouldn't say so. I'd say one of my sisters in particular is quite good for getting on to people, but overall it's just we're all pretty bought in, like, you know. Mothers do love organising those things, don't they? Yeah. With us, though, it tends to be the cousins organise it more. Mm-hmm. But are they the mothers, mothers themselves? Oh, sorry, they are mothers themselves. See, it's yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the mothers; it's anyone, yes. like yeah. anyone. You know, they just thoroughly enjoy the organization of that kind of thing. They really do. Yeah, the build up. Yeah, they enjoy the stress. I think, I think they love the stress of yeah. it and uh, the stress of not being ready for it. Yes, even though they are totally ready for it, Wait, and everybody's ready. Yeah, but it, it, it's just a thing of making sure everyone's ready for it. You know. Yeah. Um, we had a phenomenal weekend last weekend. You're in, uh, you're in Edinburgh. A big weekend in Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, met a, a fan of Seeker Strength who actually commented on the live stream yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him while extremely hungover, uh, which which isn't the ideal time to be meeting Dara Fitz, to be honest, because hangovers and Dara Fitz don't go well together. Speaking of listeners of the podcast, mm-hmm. so obviously there's a lot of OG listeners and we appreciate people consistently listening to the podcast. The clothes will be released. At 1 or 1.30pm on the 28th of October, so this Friday, that'll be several hours after this podcast goes up. So this will probably go up tomorrow morning. Today, we're recording this on the 27th, so the day after, or the day of, this is uploaded. At 1pm, GMT plus 1, or 1.30pm, probably 1pm, GMT plus 1. And so this is your, um, this is our giant virtual hug to the podcast listeners. Yes. You've been with us from the start. Yeah. From before the from before all that other crack, there's, and this is why I don't. This is why we don't really want any sponsorships or, or like any sponsorships, you know. Yeah, because it dilutes our own stuff when we want to talk to people about things. Absolutely, there's been a lot of stuff recently. It's been very regular. A lot of stuff, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? The mm-hmm. fucking people come crawling in. I wonder, does it come in waves? You know, because realistically, when a company like whoever reaches out to us, mm. they're reaching out via a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, is it like a global way that the market is going that they're like, oh, our competitors use marketing agencies, so we need a marketing agency. Yes. And then the marketing agencies are the ones reaching out to us. I think that's a terrible idea from a company to use someone who doesn't really understand your company. <laughs> I think it's a really bad idea Somebody, to, le- to let them take over your DMs and stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. People who don't, you know, like people DM us being like, oh, big fan of the podcast love this when you said this at 48 minutes in last week's episode yes and you're like you haven't listened to a single hi Dara episode. and Owen <laughs> oh, hi Dara you? and or Owen <laughs> great work hi Dara and Ian <laughs> yeah, great work in doing your research lads it's uh, yeah they definitely yeah a lot of times you do see people emailing from agencies or uh, they'll DM us from an, uh, an account and yeah. they like, this is so-and-so from thing, you know? Mm. And uh, look, people have to shoot their shot, but I just... I can't imagine who would offer us a sponsorship that I'd be like, yes. I don't know. 
Uh, there's definitely some some companies out there. Look, to be honest with people as well, it has to be very financially worth it. That's the thing. We've we've had some big companies get onto us in the last year. Yeah. But financially, it's never makes sense. It's always in favor of the sponsorer. Like yeah. Affiliate links and stuff don't don't make you that much money like no. unless you're enormous, you know. Because like, let's say, uh, let's get checked. I assume they don't listen to this. They right. got onto us on two separate occasions. Funny enough, two different people emailed us. And they they were offering like 75% of... Of every test. Which is a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd be like 70... Like some of their tests cost 50 to 70 euro. I I went on the desk right here. Oh, it's a great product. Over 90 euro for Lyme's disease test. Great service. Great service. We, as of yet, unsure if Dara does have Lyme's disease. By the way, show them back next week for the results. But a lot of times, it seems like it might make sense. So let's say, I don't know. Let's say 98 euro, right? 75%. 5.75. That's 73 euro. So you're like, cent. that's a lot. Of, that's a lot, right? Yeah. So you're, let's say, let's say it was a YouTube, okay? Yeah. And let's say it was a really good video. So I got like 50,000. Right. Do you know how many people are watching that are actually going to go and buy the product? Like one or two? Or how many are going to use your link immediately? Very unlikely. Very well, that's few. the thing, right? Would one even in 50,000? And the problem is you're, you're giving influence like undoubtedly that let's get checked boxes on my table because I've heard somebody <laughs> talking about it who heard it from someone else who saw it on a link or in an ad somewhere right mm-hmm. that ad didn't get the payment didn't get the 7350 from my purchase that it should have yeah uh, you saw let's get checked somewhere else somewhere else yeah and I'm not clicking and following through the link so even if like okay absolutely a massive percentage right say say it was the most fitting product ever and you had 50,000 listens one per point one percent right point one percent yeah point zero one uh sorry so that's 50 people send 50 by 73 so that's three and a half grand three thousand seven hundred right mm-hmm. but then where does that like where does how do you monitor your influence yeah because of that 50 people, how many of those 50 people bought it through your link? Yeah. That's what I'd love to know. That's why we need a, lo- a newer link in everyone's head so we can figure out. Like, you can't really trust the companies either, to be honest. Like, <coughs> can you really trust them to tell you? I'm sure, like, okay, uh, yeah. you probably should, but like, can you really though? I, w- I would trust a large scale company like that because it's not the employee, like it's not the employee you deal with who's going to make the money off it. If it was people like us, yeah, and we're just terrible people, and we own the company, we'll directly influence the profit, and the profit directly influences our amount of money we own. That I wouldn't trust that. But when it's a big company, and that's Deborah from marketing, mm-hmm. just sends over a number to Sean from payroll, I would trust that. Yeah, like when you put it like that, that sounds like a lot. But to get point one percent conversion rate would be incredible market placing. Yeah, and you also have to remember that the value of those goods is quite high, you know. So, let's say a common one would be if we look at like more place more data, like Magic Spoon cereal, you know, which is considered quite expensive. Okay, but it's funny, you know. I've asked, I've asked my my stories. I was like, has anyone tried Magic Spoon? So it's like low carb, high protein cereal. Tastes very good, apparently. Okay, people are like, no, that's mad expensive. A box is like three euro fifty, and I was like, what? That seems like. 
pretty Is that what's like that's what it costs in Ireland because we're in the most expensive country in Europe yeah. or one of the most expensive countries for food and drink so what? that's why it's normal to us if you bought on brand Cocoa Pops she's 50 she's definitely yeah for the small box yeah 100% if you buy like little Cocoa Pops they're definitely cheaper Cocoa Pops don't even taste good anymore they ruined it <laughs> since the sugar tax came into Ireland we've the just no the Aldi and little Cocoa Pops are quite good do they pay the, do they, is there full sugar in those <laughs> Cocoa pops. There, there can't be full sugar because they're because of the sugar tax and they're so cheap. Well, you can make them full sugar. You just have to pay more. Yeah. Like it's not like a ban on sugar. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's very effective for sugar-free drinks. In fairness, incredibly. Even though for Lucasade and stuff like that, that isn't sugar-free. Mm-hmm. You see the amount of sugar in those drinks has dropped massively. Yeah. Yeah. The calories per drink isn't that disastrous anymore. Yeah. Anyway, back to the sponsorship thing. <clears throat> like that. You sound like fifty. There would be like a lot. Yeah, but you just you would just never get that many realistically unless you're getting millions of views. I'd know? love to. So Clarence's videos just went sponsored. I'd love to know what his return was on that. Yeah, I might ask him there. I'm asking yeah. see if it was worth it. Yeah, it's. Um, I'd love to know because obviously that video is huge. You know, it's a few hundred thousand views. Mm. If he's getting point zero one percent, like where does that come out at? Not to harass. Let's get checked. We're right. just talking about affiliate sorry yeah marketing. this is not a, we there's literally just a Lyme disease test on my table yeah it was um, just what made me think of it and it was yeah. someone who actually had gotten gotten onto us yeah uh, it just you don't want to be enormous you know but then if you're enormous you can be like no i don't want a link i want a lump sum you argue for the lump sums you know so which is better i think that's a better way of doing this that's much com- more common yeah in like large-scale influencers mm-hmm. like 10 grand for an instagram post or 50 grand for an instagram post the the, the loungewear you lounge underwear your bikini sets how much are they paying you <laughs> that's my other account yeah yeah um for that well you only see fits like <laughs> the only fits <laughs> <laughs> just fits. uh it just fits um the so for that it's quite different because they buy the pictures off me as well you okay, know? okay okay and there's a whole thing of like rights to the pictures and then do they do, have all the rights do i even own the rights to my own body yeah 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 um and then they obviously have to put someone else's gusset in there in the <laughs> picture and edit it so it's yeah it's that's a whole thing it's a high cash highly <laughs> highly tradable goods you know so but it's i do know for a long time one of the highest paid instagram posts in the world was the rock got 16 million for having a ford f-150 in the background of his thing who uh, who's doing the research in that like who's who in marketing is like, no, lads, listen, honestly, no, honestly, this is well worth 16 million. 16 million. Sure, yeah. marketing budget's probably a why billion is a ro- dollars a year. Why is The Rock still working? What's I he don't, doing? What's wrong with him? Yeah. Why is he haping into gear in his 50s? Like, yeah. What's Just give it a rest. Like, I get it. There's a lot of people who like love that kind of like hustle culture, that buzz, right? He's a hustle porn man himself. But come on. like I had to unfollow him. Chill out. I don't follow him at all. Fell for a while, but it was just too much hustle porn. It's uh, geez, I hate it. You know, when he'd be shouting in the gym and stuff, and you're just like, well, You've made more money than this entire city could spend in three years, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what's where? Where's the out? He, I, I almost describe him as like hardcore hustle porn, like he was like, you know, just getting after it, like really getting like two hours of sleep a night and stuff. And oh, I hate that, but also on top of the being 130 kilos with abs on a load yeah. of gear also getting that little sleep isn't going to help you no anymore have you seen how big he's recently for black no. adam let me no, just no, no. real quick uh just show you this is definitely the biggest he's ever been black adam 
physique. What is Black Adam, Griff? New uh, super. Ah, just some fucking okay. Super Marvel thing. Yeah, I'm fucking sick. Holy shit, he's massive. No, he's like. I think this is the biggest he's ever been. Uh, where yeah. But what is the end game? More cash. Uh, massive egos, I'd imagine. Like, Same does he want like. to buy a Hawaiian island? <laughs> yeah, but I, my end game is well mapped out. I'm gonna cover it. No, end game <laughs> is one of the Avengers movies. Where that's this is Black Adam there. Look, your references are probably funny, but I just don't understand. Someone's them. getting them. Someone out there is chuckling away from themselves. Um, if, if you got the end game reference there, I'd appreciate a DM or an email. Uh, uh, it's just some other fucking. I'm sick of. I really liked them at the start, but I'm sick of the Marvel so movies. They're shite. I never really bought in, and I'm happy I did. You know, I do this quite frequently where something will come out, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Not going to do it. Yeah. Just not going to do it. And I've been doing it my entire life. Like, it happened to me with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I'm not getting involved. And now I kind of feel like I've missed them. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody, everybody's like, how have you never fucking watched Lord of the Rings? And I was like, I actually don't know. And it's too much of a thing now, I can't. <laughs> yeah, like, you're a contrarian. Like. I did the same with Star Wars. Like, And I probably would have fucking loved Star Wars. But I just got this thing that... I'm not getting involved. No, I actually don't think you'd enjoy them, to be honest. Really? No, I don't. Th- I don't think you would have. I don't think you'd enjoy Lord of the Rings. I don't think you would have enjoyed Star Wars. I generally just don't think it's your thing. Yeah. Like, you like Game of Thrones, but um, yeah, I did like that Game was an of accident, Thrones. really. As well, because it was titties and stuff. It. I was literally about to say I was probably drawn in by the tits. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not a lie either. Like, no, realistically, it was the the soft porn on Game of Thrones yeah no it's it, the Game of Thrones is an anomaly and you're watching stuff you know because when you tell me about the books you've read mm-hmm. it's odd like you know it's a bit uh, boring no fiction no fiction yeah just autobiographies that's what men in their 50s usually do when they've finished a career as an engineer and they're like travelling with their family yeah that's genuine what they read yeah oh did you see Paul O'Connell's new autobiographies out no who gives a fuck yeah but you have to understand that any time I'd be reading a book it was because my dad was finished reading it <laughs> Have you read? You've definitely read Paul O'Connell's. Yeah, I've read all three of Brian O'Driscoll's books. I've read basically every Irish international rugby player's autobiography, most of the British ones. I've never read a biography that I enjoyed. No, Gareth. Uh, um, Moss Keane's Rock Malls and Gaelic Football is that, one of the best autobiographies you could read. That sounds more like a kind of a history of like local Irish things, though. A little bit. Well, it was just, like he he started playing rugby when he wasn't allowed playing rugby because mm-hmm. play. When he wasn't allowed playing rugby, my brain is melting. He started playing rugby when he wasn't allowed play, because obviously he wanted to play GA, mm-hmm. and that yeah old rule was still there. So he started playing rugby under his dog's name. But then he was a phenomenal rugby player and was playing senior for UCC and couldn't really like hide it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, he got in too deep. Like got in too deep. So it's just unreal. It's it's a funny book to read. Like some of the stories are funny. Like. Uh, walking up like there's four sl- flights of stairs to some flat he was living in in Dublin mm-hmm. walking up with a crate of Guinness bottles and uh, your man being like what's the story Mass?" and he like slammed down the, the crate of Guinness bottles and uh, <laughs> he's like we're celebrating tonight boys and they're like oh did you lose your virginity and he goes no I've been picked to play for Ireland <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yeah the actually no there is one biography I did enjoy was the training of the weightlifter the Polish weightlifter is okay weightlifting textbook the first half is his like biography oh but I was about to say that's a textbook not a it, it, the second half is like weightlifting textbook the first yes. half is like his story of weightlifting which is very interesting like the white prisoner 
Very good. I love that. I got so bored of that. I just hate bad writing. Like, I will not progress. Sorry, yeah. It's written by somebody who finished school when they were six. Randall Fiennes. Tried reading that. Man, bad and dangerous to know. How didn't you like that? No, I, I just... It's terrible writing. Like, I can't... But uh, that writing no, doesn't matter. Like. It does matter. And actually, it's the only thing that matters when you're reading a book is the writing. No. Honestly, no. Bad writing is something that I... Did you read The Old Man and the Sea? Who's that? One of the most famous books ever. Never heard of it before. Um, I don't know. I re- then I went through a phase where I read basically every soldier's autobiography that came out. Yeah, that was a big one, yeah. I love those. They're... Sniper One is like one of the biggest ones of yeah. that. I tried reading that. I was like, this is the biggest pile of shit ever. No, that's a phenomenal book. I've no, read sh- it twice or three times. I, I'm sure the story is great, but the writing is so bad, it's hard to read. If you want to see bad writing, there's one of those books. I don't know, is it called Hunters of Men? Um, and it was basically like four different snipers and there were mini autobiographies. It turns out they're probably mini autobiographies because the lads weren't willing to write enough for a full autobiography. Okay. Um. So some interesting stories, but not well written, you know. Like, I think the ones that are well written are written by ghost sto- writers and you lose some of it then. Like, you definitely lose some of that. Well, you definitely lose me when you write yourselves. <laughs> There's just, the writing style, I, they should be writers, you know. This yeah. is not, their sk- shooting people obviously was a very big skill of theirs, but writing a coherent story in a, an engaging manner wasn't something that they were very good at, I don't think, to be honest with you. See, I wonder then. Yeah. Is the writing bad because... So in like a... Okay, in like art, if you're doing a portrait, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're doing a still life of something, the composition of that image itself is really important. How the things are arranged mm-hmm. is really important. So you could be the best still life artist in the world and if you did a painting of our workbench here, it would look like shite, right? But if you got somebody who wasn't as good a painter, mm-hmm. but the things were arranged in slightly better order and the composition of that image was better it would just look like a better painting mm-hmm. wonder is it the same with the fiction versus non-fiction stuff of like you can't make someone's autobiography better or more engaging because it's an actual event that happened or versus like the yeah. fictional event where you're kind of composing events into a something that's in its very structure compo- like compelling to read you know but it's not the story itself they're obviously very interesting you're stories. talking about the, the lack of punctuation and the actual no, the actual bad it's like sentence formation sequence of sentences like the grouping of paragraphs yeah the words used mm-hmm. very often and like the order they'll use them in it's just all wrong like it's just not engaging <laughs> I used to have a thing when I was younger if I started the book I had to finish it okay around mid-twenties I was like fuck this I'm not wasting my time anymore shit books yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like if I get like sometimes I'll get two pages into a book and I'll start reading no way yeah I'll just, I just I'm like I'm actually not putting up with this nonsense jeez I'd never do that now I, I, you just wouldn't read books like I don't yeah I really don't yeah you're reading that big right wing fellow aren't you Jordan Peterson <laughs> or is it no, you said that book is pretty good, though, didn't you? <clears throat> no, Andrew Tate, sorry, that's who you're reading. You're reading his autobiography. Oh, my God. No, so I, when I was training very hard and doing sessions late in the evening, I could not go to sleep. Yeah. Could not sleep full stop. Like, yes. I'd come into the office some mornings, and girl would be like, tough night last night? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, I didn't sleep yeah. again. Uh, so I used to put on, I was about to say Andrew Peterson, uh, Jordan Peterson's Jordan book Tate. on Audible. And I'd put it on a sleep timer 
and then sometimes they'll be able to fall asleep to it. And I actually didn't mind listening to that at all. They thought that was. I like Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I like it. He's gotten a bad old rap. He's got because people like you calling him a big racist. Like I didn't say. Or what did you whoa, call whoa. him the other day? You put that in my mouth. What did you call him the other day? You keep misquoting me recently to people, and I just think that oh, it's never said. Climate change denier. He is though. Why don't tell me that? Like I, I don't know. want to know. But now you have to know that though, which is very disappointing to hear that from him. Surely he's not. R- Rogan's like a. <laughs> He's like on the verge of being a climate change mm. denier. He's had uh, he's had some guest on who was just like one f- one opposing voice to the the vast majority of scientists who agree. And this fellow is not even a climate scientist. He was like okay. a physicist, you know, who's got notions from what I can gather. And he's saying this is like natural, you know. Okay. But the really annoying thing is like, is if you listen to any climate change scientists, they're like, no, this is definitely like this is here. Man's talking about there's been natural fluctuations yes. in Earth's climate for thousands of years, and any climate change would be like, yeah, yeah, that's over a course of thousands of years. It's been like the last forty years, yeah, like, you know? yeah, yeah. Like there's just also it's not like things. It's not like we can't track what's happened in the last hundred years and been like, oh, mm-hmm. there was a massive release of gases. Yeah, yeah. That suddenly started, you know, it's was, not it's not just like we're all living in the forest and then things start to change and there's no change in our yeah. in our actions. Like, yeah, things got very hot all of a sudden. Yeah. No, there's definitely. But even it's now you can actually see the effects of things yeah. like in relation to farming. A lot of grass is still growing. Yeah. Loads of people's animals are out, specifically dairy herds are yeah. still outside when we're in the 27th of October. Which is actually incredibly inconvenient because it makes deer stalking much oh more. Oh my God. Cows just. My like, God. Stop running away when and I just come near you. Stop being in the field. Yeah. Like, just go inside, lad. Could you let the deer in the field and you go yeah. inside? Yeah. But it's mental. It's so strange. Like yeah. we were talking with my family there and there's three of them are farmers. Yes. Uh, uh, and it's just like it's just strange that yeah. there's still animals and it's not a problem like it's like 13, 15 degrees you know oh sure it's, it's so mild and uh, it's just uh, it's it's kind of why didn't they tell us you know <laughs> why didn't they warn us this is going to happen uh, also the the water table is changing massively around here as well like, is it? yeah like there's just not water in the water table in the middle of the summer like people are running two or three wells dry every summer you know Jesus uh, which isn't good that's not good. No water is not good. Speaking of things that aren't good. Go on. On to the Secret Strength trivia round. Mm-hmm. So this week, I uh, I was just doing a bit of research. I was, I was looking for things that might be of interest, might be particularly poignant to you, right? And I thought, well, what's Gurf's Fun- name? Funny, because <laughs> one of my questions is poignant to you, Dara. Go on. So... <laughs> the microphone shakes its hand so obviously like the only part of your personality is your beard right right <laughs> uh, you're one of those people like you your instagram page is like girth and the beard or something or the bearded Gurf ginger beard. <laughs> the bearded ginger beard the bearded beard. weightlifter there's definitely somebody called the bearded weightlifter Shh, they could be listening anyway so just because you can't grow a lateral beard uh, silence please <laughs> In ninth, or sorry, in fifteen sixty-seven, right, the man who was won the title of man with the world's longest beard. Go on, Albus Dumbledore had an accident, right, and broke his neck. Oh, <gasps> and the accident involved something to do with his beard. Can I mean, you imagine what that accident might be? I mean, imagining a threshing machine and it got like got pulled in. Quite gruesome, very gruesome. No, no. I'm oh, if that, that was that, that would be quite, that would be quite gruesome. Yeah. 
What like, year was this? Oh, 1567. I don't know, Derek. The threshing machine probably wasn't invented. Go on. Uh, <laughs> he was walking, stroke, jogging down a set of steps, tripped over his beard, mm-hmm. fell and broke his neck. Do you know what? Good enough for him, <laughs> if that's the case. That's a hazard. Like, you yeah. could, Surely you could have seen someone could have seen that happening. Yeah. Do you think he'd be still alive today if that hadn't happened? It's very tragic. <laughs> All right, Darren. Go on. Point into your interest. Oh, here we go. Alcoholism. <laughs> no. It's class A drugs, Darren. Oh, my no. God. So, uh, certain magazine cases. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Have a waffling effect on the side wall. What's the reason for this? Uh, who? Who? So a couple of things come to mind immediately. Is Dara, it, are gonna, they multi-use? I'm going to need a clear answer to this, Dara. So you're talking about like the, like on my Axie International mag, there's like the mm-hmm. weave on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Grip. No. Go on. Structural integrity. Ah, for fuck's sake. So you're sake. getting better surface area. Yeah. And you can get a lighter magazines. Yeah, they're made of plastic. Big. Yeah, they're not as big. Thought you'd oh. like, I thought you'd like that one now. That so uh, structure integrity yeah. kind of thing, yeah. That kind of honeycomb effect. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it anyway. And you could put it on a hot stone and make a waffle with it too. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. If you wanted to melt your magazines. Do you know what I really like the look of is there's like these cast iron... Oh, and what, they, you yeah, make you a sandwich s- inside them yeah. and you clamp them down and you put them on a fire. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they look so good. What were they called? Cast iron oh. sandwich makers, maybe. No, there was an Australian fella making like a breakfast bagel in one the other Jeez, day they look, it looks like you get a great seal on your yeah. sandwich you and they like trim off the edge around it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. yeah it looks that's right up my street yeah I, I, but I love that it's cooked over a fire or a BBQ as well yeah 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 anyway anyway t- question number two question number two this is a completely just off the wall question right? right so wild African dogs yes like the kind of jackals of Africa mm-hmm. uh, are famous for voting whether they're going to go hunting or not hmm so in the morning they are not in whenever they're like all standing around and they'll actually vote for whether they're going to hunt or not but they obviously can't use a, a ballot machine they're rigged anyway um, and they can't talk so how do they vote pissing no like how? sneezing no way yeah isn't that mad oh dogs do communicate through sniffing if you watch your dog they'll do stretching or sniffing you know if they'll uh they'll try to tell you stuff I didn't know they vote obviously didn't know yeah. jackals voted that way to go hunting but your dog will do that as well sneezing what's Seiko like sometimes <laughs> no no the actual sneezing hmm. actual sneezes are a way to communication or try to tell you something so interesting yeah or they'll uh, obviously like stretching is an indication they want to go outside yes they know you're dumb you know so they can't talk to you well they definitely know I am but sneezing is another way of uh, yeah communicating as well yeah that's mad Seiko will just go to the door mm-hmm or else she'll just, if she wants something, she'll just stay there and keep annoying you. And usually she'll stay there and you'll just rub her and stuff. But the, it's not getting you. You know, yeah. Do you know, when they go to the door and they act like they are just looking outside, but they're secretly hoping someone will open the door yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're like, playing a cool like. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, I w- yeah, I will go outside. Yeah. Yeah, around half five every evening, Buddy and Bailey will sit and stare at you. They for, know. For dinner. Oh, for dinner. They will stay. And they know you know. Yeah. They know... For sure that them staring at you is them telling you they want dinner. They won't bark or anything. They'll just sit and stare. Every single morning or evening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So Seiko's like 10 now, right? Yeah. Does not matter that she's had 
thousands of the same meal in her life. Mm-hmm. You say six. Do you want your breakfast? Yeah. Or six. Do you want your dinner? Yeah. And she will go all four legs off the ground. Like, do you know that hopping vertically mm-hmm. in the air? Yeah. Loses her shit. Yeah, yeah. Just every single time, yeah. She loves it. Question number two. Go on. Why do oysters make pearls? You know. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm correct in saying that an oyster starts to make a pearl if there's a tiny bit of grit or sand inside in them, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I know they plant it in there on like oyster farms. They'll plant like an mm-hmm. imperfection in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say they make that pearl as a way of surrounding that bit of sand so it doesn't damage them. That seems to be it. Is or, it? Or oh. parasites as well, apparently. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get a little... Uh, it's like a protective mechanism. Because they obviously can't go get a Lyme disease test from unless they get checked if they get ticks, you know. <laughs> so it's a natural defense against an irritant such as a parasite in their shell or damage to their fragile yeah, yeah. body. But... Jeez, uh, I'm delighted with that. Well done. Joe, you know, when I was, I think I was seven or eight, I went to a pearl farm. I think in Indonesia somewhere. Right. Strangely enough. And you could, they would, they had to put it out of the water because you kept eating the oysters. <laughs> Fat down. This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I've never eaten oysters. I have. Never had an oyster. Do you ever have an oyster with a pint of stout? No. Sure, I've never had oysters. How would I have an oyster and a pint of stout? Yeah. It's a big thing up like the West Coast. It is, During yeah. the summer, you know, and those yeah. like foodie. Yeah, among a lot of other strange yeah, things as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I wouldn't be buying into that too much now. Jesus, food's become such a big, like posh food has become such a big thing in Ireland, hasn't it? Do you think so? Yeah, it's sure there's a food festival in every second feckin' town on the Wild Atlantic Way. No, do you know what the thing is, right? Up until, what's this, 2022, up until 2015, people just didn't go out for food. You went out for food in your communion, confession, <laughs> Yeah. Funeral or wedding Yeah But at no other occasion Did you go out for food Wait, Name one time You went out for food Before 2015 Yeah we like your birthday Or something No one went out for food No And takeaway doesn't count No McDonald's doesn't count no, Fast food doesn't count No 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 no. People just didn't go out for food And then all of a sudden People are like Wait a minute Other people's food Is more delicious Yeah It's just come out of nowhere Think about the amount of times You went out for food Unwarranted as a child Never Never No Literally never But yeah. But now it is a thing. Like, definitely that foodie culture in Ireland is booming. Yeah, there's a lot of good food out there, though. Yeah. Uh, but but oysters, I'd take them or leave them now, to be honest, girl. What's the flavour profile like? Just salty. Salty. It's more a texture than anything else. And it's not a great texture, like. They. Uh, I, I, I have had them with, like, a dozen pints, and mm-hmm. they're great. Okay, okay. Where, Do- did you, where were you having them with pints? Um, I think I had them in Kerry before. It might have been in Dingle on like a long weekend or something. No, I just... But it's usually associated with kind of a rich food though, isn't it? Quite an affluent... It's a, but it's it's a big thing. Like Guinness and oysters is a big thing. I've never heard of Guinness and oysters being a thing. Yeah. What's the reasoning there? Um, I assume the main reasoning is they wanted to sell oysters to people and they were probably drinking Guinness at the same time and then you just make a thing out of it. Yeah, it's not, it's 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 handy. Like the... Um, you know, you get away with that kind of thing, like Doc Martens now. Yeah. If you notice, everyone's wearing Doc Martens. One of the lads had a pair of Doc Martens this weekend, Gurf, and I'm not going to lie, they're a great shoe. No time for it. No, it's Joe the like black the boots with the yellow trends. What? Yeah. What? They're like, but he didn't have the lace up Doc Martens. He didn't have like the goth ones. He didn't. Joe like, they'll slip on like rigger boots that yeah, aren't yeah. as high. But was he working like? No, he's just wearing them. And were they the big thick soles? 
not as thick. See, on a lad, it looks different as well. On a girl, a soul that thick looks like she's wearing four inch heels. But they're, they get away with it, you know? Yeah. But was he, did he have the four inch thick heels? He's saying he's not hot. <laughs> I, I don't know them. I don't know them from Adam. Like, I'm just saying, does he, was he wearing the big thick heels? Like, I'm not judging people for wearing what they want to wear, but I'm just saying. Well, so I was, this would be like, so you know, like Chelsea boots. Yeah, the boots I wear if I was going out drinking or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This would be like that, except harder leather on the top, and then a thicker sole. But it's not as thick. I know what you're getting at. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I'm just saying they're very lucky. Like who's setting the trends for things? You know, I actually don't know. Like who decides? But to be fair, men's fashion reigns largely unchanged. The biggest change to men's fashion in the last forty years was Chelsea boots and skinny jeans. Sorry, the skinniness of the jeans. Yeah, yeah. which has largely gone away again. But it's taken us ten Not years. This office girl, but girl, but girls, women's fashion will change on a whim. They're like, oh, time for autumn wear, and everyone's wearing leather all of a sudden. It's a, it's just so strange. But even like. Even what is autumn wear this year versus what is autumn wear last year. Like, all the hot girls look really hot five years ago. Mm-hmm. They did, right? Yeah, yeah, if yeah, they were yeah. in a bar right now and you saw them wearing those clothes, you'd be like, geez, they're good looking people, right? Yes. Why aren't, if if a girl went out wearing like whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, why is that, that, why is it not okay? Like, oh my God, that's horrendous. And then a girl walks in wearing like whatever's in season right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, why is it not okay, like, for them to wear the same outfit? Like, you know the big flannel, flowy, long dresses that are kind of in at the moment? The, like, floral patterns on them. The, like, summer dresses that they would have been wearing this year. Right. If you were wearing those five years ago, people would have like, Jesus Christ, is she going to a play after this? But you might not be allowed to wear them next year, you know? Yeah. It's very, uh... It's so strange. I haven't changed the way I dressed ever. I'd love to know who's masterminding it. It's very lucky for men because, like... You're wearing the same style of clothes, realistically, but you can just get nicer ones as time goes on. Yeah. Maybe because the nicer ones come out or you get older and you can afford better clothes. Yeah. But for, it's hard for women because there's changes like four times a year. It's mental. Actually, I, there's two fashion changes I've made in my life, right? Right. So the first one was going from, you know, the the long, baggy, like what we call Canterbury's or O'Neill's tracksuit pants. Yes. The long track pants, what their sold as now would be like stadium pants or whatever, mm-hmm. went from those to wearing like what you call now like soccer pants or like a more similar tracksuit pants to what you're wearing there, a tighter, more elastic-y tracksuit pants. Mm-hmm. I made that change yep. in 2012 or 13 maybe, yeah. two or three years after it became popular. Mm-hmm. And then I changed from the long straight cut jeans to the jeans I'm wearing now which would kind of like taper in towards the bottom and they're a tighter fit. I haven't changed anything else. There's pictures of me as a young fella and I'm genuinely wearing, I got a shirt from my uncle's wedding when I was 14 or 15 and I still wear that. I brought that shirt to Edinburgh. How, how does that feel fit you? I'm sure he's a horse for a young fella. Like. <laughs> they're fat like. I was and as well people wore baggy shirts then. I I really respect people who dress how they really want to dress you know okay like I don't have any quirky desires for dress yes. so it's, there's not a thing where I was like oh I wish I could dress like them like I don't have <laughs> I just like nice clothes you know sure, if you can wear whatever you want but you know when you see people wearing like really outlandish outfits okay I res- really respect them for that you know I'm like good for you you know yes like good job for f- dressing how you want to dress or getting whatever haircut you want you know 
that's what I really mm. because you know there is a thing in Ireland where like the tall poppy syndrome a little bit oh, 100% but non-natives to Ireland let's say you're wearing a trench coat and a, a sailor's cap and two dangly cross earrings or whatever like they'll get away with it in inverted commas whereas if for example you were to go to Edinburgh with your friends and you wore that you'd you'd uh, you'd get a lot of abuse for want of a better word about that uh, yeah and I'm not sure that's a bad thing girl. I don't know some people wear those clothes quite well like you wouldn't but other people would you know yeah I so right I don't give a I could not care less yeah I couldn't care less what I wear I wouldn't say what anyone else wears right yeah but in my head, mm-hmm. a bit of conformity is no bad thing. I don't know. Because Why? in my everyday work life, mm-hmm. to deal with people who may think, oh, I need to change my technique to this way because I'm slightly different. Yeah. Or I need to change how I train in that way because I'm slightly different. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's a, that's a way of thinking about the world or thinking about yourself. That's problematic to me in well, my profession well, I, every day. I, I don't think that's an issue as long as you're willing to accept the consequences. For example, the consequences of having the world's longest beard is a death hazard. Yeah. You know, I think if you're willing to accept the consequences of your actions, yes, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, because if you're, you know, clothes isn't really that issue for people, you know? Yeah. No, like I, I'm... F- props to people who wear... 100%. It's just... Do you know what, actually? Yeah. It's a f- lot of the time I'd like, we were talking about it was raining really hard here the other day. Yeah. And uh, we have like very, very good shooting jackets. But these jackets are like 500 euro to yeah. buy them new. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, mine would be like 550 or 560, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't wear that. Or mine costs more, but go on any. No, but <laughs> you can't. Yeah. They're unbelievable piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to wear them around. Oh my god! I would feel it was. But there'd be somebody follow me down the road on the phone to the guards, being like, "If you had the hood up, there's somebody here. He's wearing a weird jacket. I can't talk too loud now, but he's walking down that street, twitching. And I'm like, I can fucking hear someone talking. They're like, he's looking now. I need to go. Yeah, there's, there's very lot. They're very practical jackets, right? For people wondering. So there, is yours a pullover as well? No, mine's zip up the middle. So the. <laughs> And could you put on your jacket yourself <laughs> to get your mother to help you? No, so there's very long jackets that come to just halfway down your shin. They cover your... Well, they come to just above your knee. <laughs> 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 Depends how long your legs are. They're very long jackets, right? Yeah. And they're... Um, mine is a pullover with a quarter zip and theirs is a, a full-length zip, you know? But there's a lot of jacket going on. No, it's a whole thing. Like and they're very long, but they're not like matrix trench coats kind of thing. Where you're like, no. oh, fashion chic. These are like very practical, incredibly waterproof. They are they're Stony th- Creek jackets, t- torn proof. Yeah, they you know they literally they're resistance to like briars and stuff and yeah. water, and they're very practical. They're very dense jackets, keep you very warm. Very big hoods, open hoods, so they don't cover your ears, so you can hear things. Have a long peak on the hood as well, so yeah. it makes sure water doesn't fall yeah. in your eyes. Like there's a lot of practical things to them. Hundred percent, they're great jackets. They've koala kind of pockets in the front. Yeah, like there's a lot of pockets in them. Yeah, you know, it's just they're so. I would. Do you know when it's torrential rain here? 
that's what I'm saying. It'd be, you're just not allowed to wear them. If I had to walk out from the new spot where I was coming from, I'd feel yes. so sheltered and secure. If you're in these jackets, you're, it feels like you're in a tent. Yeah. No, I walked from the a dark very wearing mine tent. one day. <laughs> <laughs> very, very silent. sneaky and invisible tent. Yeah. But I walked from the docks in mine one day because it was torrential and I just needed to get in. Yeah. And uh, if you have a contrast vision-based system going on, you'd never see me coming like... <laughs> Did you actually walk from the docks in it? In one, yeah. In my one. Is that when you got arrested? No, that was a different type. Okay. Possibly linked. But you just can't do that. Yeah. People in the States, people wear camouflage all the time. In the yeah. South, like... But so do some Eastern Europeans. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean it's okay, like... Well, it's certainly not okay here, apparently. Wearing camo here is a bit of a statement in relation to... Uh, yeah. You know... Yeah. If you're wearing camo, you are definitely involved in hunting. Yes. Yeah. And and it's probably deer shooting. Like, it's rifle hunting. Most game shooting lads aren't even wearing camo, like... I, yeah, and I don't know if I'm to be associated with them. No, but it is like it, yeah. it's a maybe it's because of conservative assholes like me. We're not allowed to wear a nice jacket skirt. Imagine you coming over in your little electric scooter wearing your big murder jacket, just a claw, a bill hook, a big claw. Oh hook. my god, yeah, a machete. Like you could wear that out on uh, Halloween night, and if you had an appropriate weapon, people would be like, Oh, it's a scary oh, yeah. outfit, yeah, it's a big scary outfit, yeah. Yours is camo, isn't it? Yeah. Yours is, is it? No, mine's a solid... Oh, very nice. Solid kind of beige, See, creamy. I feel like you could wear yours to watch a Junior B hurling match as well, if the weather is bad enough. Because because it's a solid colour. Yes. Yeah, the you camo is a whole... Yeah, the camo is a whole thing. The camo is a whole thing. I, I love that mine's a pullover, because once it's on... Yeah. Very secure. V- very nice. I have a Rivers West pullover. Yeah. Very nice jacket. Getting it on, though is uh, an ordeal the thing I don't like about the pullover as well is so say if it's raining and mm-hmm. then you get cold and you want to put a layer on underneath mm-hmm. you pull it off over your head mm-hmm. and it's just there's water everywhere my, my assumption my idea is once I'm putting on my stony creek jacket once it's on it's on I'm not going to ask when something's dead yeah if it's coming <laughs> off your underpants are coming off too like oh I'm, I'm at home yeah Fanula showed me take it off in the kitchen in case you're fixing it <laughs> like I'm not taking it off willy nilly I I have to make my decision what layers I'm wearing. Yes. I have to predict how warm it'll be or how okay, cold. Okay. And it's just, I'm stuck with it then. The I, only time is, I'll take it off when we're done shooting and we're dragging something back. Yes. Oh, it, it has to come off then. But at no other time will I take it off after it's put on. Yeah. It's unacceptable. I, I, I like to be quite agile with my layering. No, that's wrong. <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, what did you get up to for the weekend? Sorry, I never... I actually don't know. Well, when is the weekend? What day is today? Thursday. Thursday. Jeez, I actually don't remember there, to be honest. Uh, oh, I saw my brother for the first time in three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a big, we had, we had a big f- uh, Murphy Fest, actually, to be fair. Murphy Fest. Yeah. And the day before, I feel like I did something, but uh, I'm really not sure. Yeah. It's all a blur of shitty nappies now, to be honest. <laughs> Are you a an expert nappy changer at this point? I'll be honest with you. I was intimidated by nappies before, but they're surprisingly okay. simple. Yeah. Uh, very, have you changed nappies? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. I've changed a lot of nappies in my day. Yeah, you're doing a lot of babysitting recently, I noticed. Another thing, another on. another thing you've been doing a lot of is babysitting. I haven't been doing a massive amount, but yeah, I have. But you, you don't mind it. I you love it. You don't seem to complain about it. No, 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 no. I'd still complain about babysitting someone else, to be honest. <laughs> no, I enjoy spending time. Like, they're just funny people to spend time around with. Yeah. Uh, now, 
if it if I wasn't related to them, mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing you could do to make me babysit someone. It's uh, it's surprising how different things are when they're your own kids. Okay. Shitty nappies don't bother you. Babies crying doesn't bother you. The crying really bothers me even when they're my niece and nephews. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Unless I, it's, I can't. It's the only one that doesn't bother is my sons, you know. It just doesn't okay. bother you that much. Obviously, you feel a bit of pressure. I, I can't even imagine how that would ever even happen. Yeah, it's... Do you get what I mean? No, it's a... Uh, it's an old paradigm shift, you know. Okay. Other people's kids crying still annoys me, obviously, like... What? Other people, like... When I hear a child crying, mm-hmm. I just immediately want to leave where that's going on. No, that that's a natural reaction, though. That's that. Okay. Uh, that hurts is probably that H said that our measurement of frequency, like, okay, isn't is something that does it. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get you up and at it, like. But I I up and leave. Yeah, it's make you go. You know, like it's not supposed to be a sound where you're like, oh, oh I'll just wait here for a sec. This baby crying is really relaxing. It, it's evolutionary a sound that's supposed to make you go oh fuck I better get up and address the source of the issue oh yeah that's uh, very interesting yeah that makes sense doesn't it yeah and then you just have to appreciate that that it's a baby's only way of communicating with you you know I think you yeah once you get a little bit more time you're like oh yeah that's fair like you can't talk like so wait Griff at this point your son is like eight weeks old how is he not talking yet um he's have you not been reading the books to him a lot of loves music really yeah totally enjoys a bit of music on Alexa there Ah. Yeah, yeah what kind of music or is it just like any noise um the dead south florence and the machine oh yeah uh kanye west no he likes everything no no really. no, no don't yeah. ever play that for him. no he likes it'll it turn into a delinquent he likes a lot of <laughs> any sort of rhythmic american poetry aka rap music no he's a very happy baby in fairness though. okay yeah he's a very smiley baby yeah yeah uh is there is there an immediate athletic pathway planned out for him or are you just going to be not super pushy as a parent and like bring him to sport at three or four maybe? I've been taking a helicopter parenting course. Okay. And very nice. And and there I can kinda do a follow on course on pushy parenting. Oh, the GA have one on that. They do actually. They, <laughs> they have a, a sub course on shouting at the ref. Yes. Oh very nice. That's like an ad- additional module. There was actually a funny story on that. Not funny, haha, funny, but funny you brought that up. Okay. There was a child uh I think he was held up by the throat, a nine-year-old by a grown man there recently, what? the other week, in the GA, yeah. A child? Yeah, well, at nine, like, it depends if you want to call him a child <laughs> or not, but he was nine years old, like. Nine-year-old, held up by the throat? Yeah, yeah. At a match? Yeah. That well, is... Well, that's why I brought up the GA, it wasn't just a random occurrence. Um, yeah, yeah. But they could have been GA affiliated or something. I think it was nine, nine or ten or something like that, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it happened. Jeezy... <laughs> I understand why corporal punishment had to leave. Like mm-hmm. it had to go, you know. Yeah, there's some cases where just something like getting the head beat off him would be no bad thing. I can never imagine a scenario where I'd be that mad that I'd left a nine year old. A nine year old. A nine or ten year old. Yeah, a child. A child lifting him up by the neck. Mm-hmm. Do you know is it a coach or a referee or? I I know. I just saw the headline and I didn't really buy into it. Sure, I don't have time to be reading all the headlines. Crazy. There. Yeah. Maybe he was saving him from... Maybe he was. A very angry gopher. Maybe it was only his head and neck uh, floating above the water. Do you know what it could be? Maybe I'm reading, and it's local J star saves... Yes. Ten-year-old boy... That's what it was. ...from quicksand. Because if you remember as a child, quicksand was a big worry. Quicksand was a serious worry when you were a child, and I've I've yet to come across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, what kind of superhero will I be, you know? Yeah. 
big worry. Big worry. The, the other thing is, is bog holes were never a worry as a child. Nobody even told you about them, and they're where you're gonna die. In Kerry, yeah, that's true. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there it's uh, you just wouldn't see them. You'd fall into them. No, and you'd be up to your crotch, like yeah. And as a child, then you'd be dead. Yeah. So maybe I read the headline wrong. Maybe I should have read into it and verified my news source. But uh, yeah, maybe you're just a bad consumer of media. Do you know what? I don't consume that much media anymore. Yeah. I think you consume more media via Facebook than I do now. <laughs> I don't think you could call it media. Uh, I just, I just been uh, just lost entire interest in it. To be honest, when yeah. I, when I'm it not used to be so into current affairs, that's because I just didn't like doing my job. You know, and you, yeah, you literally got. I feel like it's the same way. I've been on LinkedIn since I started working for myself. Do you, I used you, to be on LinkedIn every day. Yeah, but that's what's chasing down sales. Yeah, it was actually chasing leads. Yeah. It's prospecting. You're all just like some weird sales tinder on LinkedIn. Oh, it is sales tinder. No, I just... The only reason I read so much current affairs is because I would just have had time at work, you know? Yeah. Or even if I didn't have time, i just read it sometimes because, <laughs> you know, you're just at that point some days. Oh, um, I know that point. Where I just have other things I prefer doing right now, you know? Yeah. So just current affairs is just isn't something that... Uh, massively interests me to be honest it's not tickling your fancy currently no before I'd have read anything like there yes. could have been a a local election in Ghana that would have been <laughs> but also you'd know every single news story that was coming up yeah 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 100% it was very interesting it was very useful actually if you were investing a lot okay it did prove quite useful which you were at the time yeah before you lost all your money with the Sika <laughs> Well, like, when we get paid someday, like, it'll be... Uh, someday when we get a paycheck out of this thing, girl. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was very interesting. There's quite a few things where you'd be reading an opinion piece, you know? Mm-hmm. And, for example, one of them would have been recycling lithium into new batteries. And okay. they mentioned a company that was just starting up in the Netherlands. And uh, things like that, you know, where you're like, hmm. I wonder Did you ever, like, invest and make a big bang off it? I'll keep my financial successes to myself. Thank okay. you very much, Dara. Jesus Christ. That's a no. You can't just you can't just go <laughs> on that's a negative on that one. You can't just go on asking people things like I, that. Can you not? No. W- wait. It's like it? asking people what their wages. You're not allowed no, to do that. No, it's not. I said did you ever was there ever one that like popped out? Yeah. Was there? Yeah, yeah. Like two X your investment. No. Okay. But still like, Oh well, outside in in regular investments there would have been cryptocurrency doesn't quite well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. We actually have to go now because I have a meeting at three. Um, okay. And it's three minutes to three. Oh my God. Thanks very much, everyone who tuned in as always. Just remember again, this is your little bump. This is our big hug to you as a podcast listener. Yes. From myself and Owen. Mm-hmm. I'm hugging from the right side. Owen is hugging from the left side and we're squeezing you in the middle. Yeah. You're getting a little bit of a an early listener oh no now you're getting darse choked oh no <laughs> oh no Owen's leg lock of you uh, but this is just the sale the clothes are going on sale today at around 1 or 1.30 p.m. Irish time go and look at the website put the notification bell on on your YouTube channel and you'll see when we pop up the live stream and uh, thanks very much as always for your support 